Hello? Hello. What's up? Hey. Good to hear your voice. Yes, man. sir. Welcome to an episode of Godfather. Indeed. Welcome, listeners. Yeah, this is this is the place. This is where we're gonna have some some good dialogue this evening, I think. I think so. I think yeah, so. I was a little nervous, Mr. Long. I was there was a there was a slight delay in our connection. Well, I uh I wasn't doing what was asked of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's kind of a, it kind of feels like a, a theme, you know, um, you know, not, uh, not doing everything that's, that's asked of me, at least not in the time that I should be yeah. doing it. Um, but, uh, no, I needed to put my name and email in and then, and then it went. Through, okay. So. Well, um, but it, here we yes. are. It's uh, it's Godfather on Anchor. Welcome to our new platform. This is our second episode through Anchor, a, uh, a free podcasting service which uh, works through your phone, so Greg and I can uh, podcast remotely. Um, uh, which uh, you know, taking taking a little bit of time to to, to get yep. this off the ground after our after our lapse, but that's. Uh, pretty common for i think a lot of people going through these pandemic times that we are in uh but thank you for tuning in and checking us out tonight we are discussing the american dream it's it's going to be um i i think it's going to be really i'm really excited about it i i'm excited always to flatter with you mr long but i think this one as i was preparing i there's some really good information that that we have dug up but before we get there i'm gonna put you in the hot seat and i think it's really hot because i did a prep run for myself (laughs) oh boy just to give you a fair warning uh i I just just fair warning (laughs) so great yeah i i saw i saw the planning document was like oh i'm gonna get i'm gonna get crushed (laughs) maybe a little bit i i thought i was doing well and then man the bottom fell out so listeners we are going to ask keith long some u.s history knowledge questions and it is under the guise of are you smarter than a fifth grader and i have to admit straight up that um, I, I might slightly be, at least according to the results in the end, and we'll, we'll talk about it. So, I, I can already tell you that I'm not smarter than my third grader. <laughs> so, uh, fifth grade, it's gonna be difficult. all right. Well, we're gonna gut dive right into the deep end. Why did General Robert E. Lee agree to lead the Confederate troops? He was born in Virginia, a Confederate state. The Union did not ask him to serve. He argued with President Lincoln about strategy, or he thought slavery should be defended. Uh, see, I don't like any of those answers because I am a Civil War buff, yeah. and I. Um, okay, what were the first yep. two? Answers? Yep, and I also want to preface because these are gonna like they're you could get way deep into this and it's just going to be kind of yes or no rather than, I mean, I can go into it, but we'll see. The, the, I know it's not the last two was, answers. The first, the first two, two first answers. one is he was born in Virginia, a Confederate state, or the second choice was the union did oh. not ask him to serve. No, he was, he was born in Virginia. That is correct. Why was the battle of Gettysburg an important victory for the North? 
Both sides agreed to end the war immediately. Confederate troops were prevented from advancing into the North. There were no Union casualties, or all of the Confederate troops were captured and taken prisoner. B. B. Confederate troops were prevented from advancing into the North is correct. What happened Um. as a result of the Boston Tea Party? Samuel Adams formed the Sons of Liberty. The British government passed the Intolerable Acts. The Stamp Act was repealed or British soldiers carried out the Boston Massacre. Oh, I'm going to go B again. B again. Boston, the British government passed the Intolerable Acts is correct. Oh. Doing very well. Why did the colonists, number four, use the slogan, no taxation without representation? To demand that property and income taxes be lowered, to request that Great Britain chose colonist leaders to, I need, I'll start that one again. The second answer is to request that Britain choose colonist leaders to govern the 13 colonies, to protect that they had no one to represent them in the British, to protest that they had no one to represent them in the British government, or to gain support to dethrone King George III. What was the phrase? Uh, no taxation without representation. Why did the colonists use this slogan? Uh, what was B and what was B and yep, C? B was to request that Great Britain choose coloni- co- colonist leaders to govern the thirteen colonies, or to protest that they had no one to re- represent them in the British government. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go C. C. You're right. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Why? Question number five was tobacco an important cash crop for Jamestown. Native Americans were paid cash to grow tobacco. Profits from exports of tobacco helped the colony grow. Tobacco smokers paid huge, paid huge fines or tobacco was imported from England in large amounts. What? Uh, I think it's B. B. Important cash crop profits from Exports of tobacco help the colony grow is correct. Well done. You're halfway there. Keep going. Question (laughs) six. On what issue did Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson disagree? The strength of the national government, property rights for new citizens, relations with Great Britain and France, or the effects of westward expansion on Native Americans? B. The, it is incorrect. It was the first answer, which now it skips oh. to another page. I know, I'm, I'm telling you, just hang in there, man. Hang in there. <laughs> Question seven. Well, I wonder if this was addressed in the musical Hamilton that I did. Yeah, I, I don't know either. <laughs> Question seven. Uh, why was it a problem when, when Missouri asked to be admitted as a state in 1819? A, there were, no, there were not enough people in Missouri to form a state. It would upset the balance of free states and slave states. Land gained in the Louisiana Purchase could not become a state, or the people needed to vote for or against slavery. Oh, yeah, I'm saying. I'm thinking B or C. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with B. With B. It up, upset the balance of free states is correct. All well right. done. Way to get back on the board. Question eight. Where in the United States were women first granted the right to vote? Was it in New York, Illinois, Kansas, or the territory of Wyoming? 
Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say New York. New York. It is the territory of Wyoming. I got that wrong too. Uh, Two more. Keep going. You're ahead of me. What major factor led to the Spanish-American War? Spain imprisoned thousands of Americans. The USS Maine was destroyed, killing 260 Americans. Spanish newspapers insulted the U.S. Senate. Or Spain destroyed U.S.-owned businesses in Miami. Oh, geez. Yeah, again. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's A or C. I'm going to go with, I don't even remember A or C. A, a was Spain, Spain imprisoned thousands of Americans, or C was Spanish newspapers insulted the U.S. Senate. Uh, it sounds ridiculous, but I'm going to go with C. Okay. It was the killing of the um, Americans on the USS Maine. Okay. I thought it'd be something just stupid and trivial. Uh, I, um, I know. All right, come on. This God, this is like a... this is gonna tie me. Or so I got six. You're at uh, six right now. So okay, this is for you. This. this is for your win, sir. <laughs> what was President Wilson hoping to accomplish by entering World War One? He wanted to punish Germany. He wanted the U.S. to gain control of Europe land, European land. He wanted to maintain the U.S. policy of isolationism, or he wanted to make the world safe for democracy. D, come on, Wilson. Give me D. You got it. Ding, 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 ding. Well done. Slightly (laughs) above average citizen of the United States of America. (laughs) (laughs) All right. win. (laughs) Very nicely done. You Again, like I said, you, you started off, you were five for five. Just flying along there. Um, and then and then they got a little tougher for some reason. Yeah, it's hard to go six for six. So, yep. uh, yeah, yep. no, feeling good. Good good quiz. That was excellent. Yeah, that was excellent. nicely done. Nicely done. So glad, a lot, I feel like my time in Virginia really bolstered my uh, my my uh, knowledge of uh, the Civil War in the, in the South. Uh, yeah, I mean, did you, so, I mean so. you, you spent some serious time kind of gathering some history while you were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally got into it. I, I um. I never was a big history buff until we moved to Richmond, Virginia before kids. And uh, we lived out there for five years and it's just civil war town. Richmond was the Confederate capital. Um, and uh, we just saw lots of battlefields and went to lots of museums. Of course we did stuff in DC, the Smithsonian. Yeah. And so yeah. just totally nerded out on all that history and, and uh, yeah, really got into uh, not just Civil War, but, you know, all history, World War II and that yeah. kind of thing, too. So. I, I want to head out east. Um, I've been to Washington, D.C. a couple times and the monuments and all the different things. It's just yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. So sort of along those themes and those ideas, we have a little new segment here called Great Speeches. However, not presidential. So in honor of some great talks. What do you have, Mr. Long, as maybe one of, if not your best favorite speeches of all time? Well, the first, so I, I did the first one that came to mind. I'm sure that there are other speeches. I'm a speech major. Um, I uh, nerd out on speeches. I give speeches every week yep. uh, called <laughs> sermons. So this is kind of my jam. I love the, the, new, the new thing. Um, but the first one that came to mind that I have quoted numerous times in my uh, sermon um, sermons is uh, is a 
uh, address that was given by uh, Naval Admiral William H. McRaven, who is the uh, ninth commander of the U.S. Special Operations. Uh, he's a retired Navy SEAL, and he gave this address to his alma mater at the University of Texas at Austin in 2014. Uh, and it's a uh, yeah, it's about a 20 minute um, address to uh, to the graduating class, and it's just phenomenal. Um, just the the imagery that he talks about, speaking from his personal experience as a SEAL and the training. Um, he, he gives a, you know, 10, 10 points uh, that he wants them to, uh, to basically, to, you know, it's a change the world speech and it's, it's memorable. Um, it's not cheesy. It's, uh, it's just really well done. It's, it's personal to him, um, but it's, uh, it's just, it's just awesome. So YouTube it, we, I, if I get on my game, I'll post the link. Uh, somewhere where you can grab it, uh, maybe on the Facebook. Page. Yeah, can we put that on the on the um, Facebook page? Yeah, I'll put it on the Facebook page. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, it, is, it is. It I have seen it. I knew immediately when you were referencing it. Um, it's uh, it doesn't it start with like make your bed? Isn't yep, that the, the it's first? Start one? each day with a task completed. Um, yes. Make your bed. So yes, if you have a bad day, you come back and at least your bed is made. Yes. Um, you know. Um, oh. He talks about even before he gets into the 10 points, the, something that stood out to me today, he's kind of, you know, building it up and talking about how every decision, uh, ha, ha, you know, makes a, an impact. And uh, in terms of the military, you know, he's saying, you know, those decisions save lives. Right. So like but not just your own life and the life that you're with, but it also changes and saves lives of, you know, the next generation and your family and the generation after that. And, you know, so he's talking about like this one, you know, commander was, I got a bad feeling about this. And they, they end up not make going down this, you know, this path. And here there was, you know, a, a bomb that would have taken everybody out, you know? So like, yeah, just trusting your gut and making those decisions do truly make a huge, um, you know, impact. Uh, and he kept, you know, and I, again, I think I missed this because I focused more on the second half of his speech, just talking about how, you know, this graduating class, you know, he kind of does some, some quick math and he's just like, you know, you, if, if you are changing the lives of just a small number of people who then, again, that pyramid changed the yeah. lives, changed the lives, you know, 800 million people's lives, mm. um, you know, you, you are responsible for, um, and, and, and making these positive contributions to the world so i again it's a feel-good um motivating speech um and it's true to life you know number five you will fail often um and i think that's the one oh he's talking about the circus then he's talking about the the sugar cookie like um and know that life isn't fair so uh so one of the points was you know we had to our uniforms had to be perfect but without fail you know our superiors would always find something wrong with it and we'd have to go to the beach and roll around in the sand and we'd have to like wear and they called it, you know, you'd be a sugar cookie and <laughs> you'd be wet and sandy all day. And it's just a miserable feeling. And, and the people who got upset were like, you know, it's not fair. Like I, I it was perfect. And you're nitpicking. And they kind of just, you know, had this uh, this pity and this um, entitlement sort of thing. And I know his point was you just have to accept that, you know, it life isn't it's at that fairness factor. And sometimes it's just, you know, you just have to learn, learn to live with it and accept it. 
Um, but yeah, there's other great, great points in there. Yeah. Very, very, if you, again, listeners, if you have not heard it, spend the time. It's, it's, uh, certainly worth, uh, taking it and, and reflecting on what he's sharing. So mine is, uh, um, a great talk, I guess. And, and where I, I'm breaking my own kind of descriptor here, which is about not presidential and yet i chose a fictional president <laughs> so mine comes from an episode of the west wing have you did you ever see the west wing kate keith um i have seen i've seen it yes but i did not finish the series Pro- probably not a big watcher or whatever well it it was one of in fact it still is one of the um top programs and dramas and things that i like again history and whatnot and and there's it's obviously fiction but it, it's tied into just some things that happen uh, in, in an American's daily life and such. Um, and so this comes from uh, the midterms. It's an episode that aired in 2000. So it's, it's quite old at this point. Um, and it's called Bashing Bible Bashers. Now, I'm not necessarily a fan of that, but this was very interesting to me, and I love it as one great speech or talk, because the president is a Catholic, and he's uh, just a devout Catholic and, and believes and um, does many things throughout the series, uh, the different episodes that um, just show his faith and his commitment to other people and such. And this particular episode has an individual at the White House and the she happens to be in a crowd and she has a talk show. She is a radio talk show host and she often uses biblical law to support her ideas. But she's a PhD in literature and thus begins the the speech, which is, He's asking her, are you a doctor? Because she goes by Dr. Uh, Jenna Jacobs. And he asks her about that. And she said, yes. And he says, a medical doctor. She says, no. And they go back and forth. And she ends up saying that she has a PhD in literature. And he says, interesting, because people call your program as if you're, you're a medical doctor or you're a psychologist or something like that. Because, again, she uses the Bible to support what she needs. The fun and exciting part about it, at least for me, is that the president, knowing the Bible so well as he uses the Bible and uses uh, examples from the Bible and shows how when you only use little snippets, little excerpts, that it causes problems. So he talks about, hey, I have a daughter. What do you think about if I sold her to the highest bidder? Hey, I have my chief of staff who works on a Sunday. Do you think I should personally stone him or should we bring in others? to do? Hey, we have individuals who want to play the game of football on Sundays around here. Do you think we should let them? And he just goes on and on and on. And it ends really just kind of putting her in her place a little bit. And it shows how much and how important it is to have the full context. And so that really is a great speech that, that I have held on to all these years. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've given that speech many times. <laughs> don't, don't use just a little, little, a phrase, please mm-hmm. get the whole context. <laughs> That's right. Context, context, context. Any, any of my members are listening to this. They, they will know hopefully by now, um, I am all about, you need to go back. Who was this addressed to? What was going on at the time? 
what was true for them then that's still true for us now i mean i go through all of that almost every yeah minute. i know you do and so if you haven't seen it again we'll uh maybe try to link that one up as well that's an easy youtube search bashing bible bashers <laughs> So, a little uh, switch foot here called The American Dream. Indeed. Uh, this is a great band. We're talking about The American Dream. When you mentioned you want to do this for a topic, that's that song came to my head. Uh, and here are the words in case you, you couldn't make them out. Um, when success is equated with excess, the ambition for excess wrecks us. As the top of the mind becomes the bottom line, where success is equated with excess. If your time had been nothing but money, I start to feel really bad for you, honey. Maybe, honey, put your money where your mouth's been running if your time had been nothing but money. <laughs> here's, the, here's the chorus. I want out of this machine. It doesn't feel like freedom. This ain't my American dream. I want to live and die for bigger things. I'm tired of fighting for just me. This ain't my American dream. Oh, excellent. It, it, yeah, that, that's what we're talking about here. We're, we're talking about the American dream. And I think we should maybe uh, have a little baseline uh, from, from what we're referring to, and then we're going to build from it. And I guess my baseline, unless you have some other pieces to add on to it, Keith, would be Honestly, uh, and I was actually taught this about the American dream itself uh, through history class and about being the pursuit of opportunity, being able to ultimately you work hard, you're going to be able to get to the top, you're going to pull yourself up by your bootstraps as a cliche. And that comes from the 19th century and Horatio Alger. Um, and he wrote about basically rags to riches, you, you go and you do these things. And you, you can get there no matter what, where you can come from another country, you can be poor um, and you can uh, ascend to the top ranks. And this has been uh, people have believed this 90 uh, percent actually, but were believing this in the 40s and into the 50s and that th their children were going to do. Uh, and not only did they aspire, but they actually achieved um, higher wealth and privilege and things than their parents had. And then time passes and we get into the 80s and things start to change and then the 90s and whatnot, all the way to where we are just a few years ago is the last uh, statistic I had here. In 2016, only 38% of Americans thought that their children would be better off uh, than their parents. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> dream American done dream it, i think you know the 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 problem with the dream verbiage is it's more the american expectation and dream. yeah good 
you know, like this is the expectation that that gets dashed. Um, for some, there it is definitely a dream, and I think especially for immigrants um, coming from a worse off, um, you know, place, uh, they they do dream of American life. Um, drastically improving their situation, especially when it comes to just, you know, uh, safety, security, um, that, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. I mean, it, you do, they do dream on it and, and they come here. Um, I think it's for, for more um, natural born, you know, to this country, it's the expectation. Uh, we don't, we don't have anything to dream about because we're just born into it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and even that is, is, is off, you know, um, it's, it's just not those articles really, do a pretty good job of pinpointing like this is where it went off the rails. Um, and, uh, it may be, uh, or that, uh, that video of the newsroom, you know, we were, but we're not anymore. The yeah. country, you know, <laughs> it, it, we, yeah, we were. And, and, and to that. So, uh, I shared a, a clip from, um, the newsroom called America is not the greatest country in the world. And he's, He's I don't know a lot about that particular program, but at least in this clip that he's being asked about it and he finally um, lets it fly. And the best part I thought about that particular clip is the end, because it's exactly what you just mentioned is we were. There's no doubt about it, but he, it, it's what we stood for and, and what we fought for and who we were. Um, and it's all more or less past tense because of these expectations. And now one setback leads to another. And when you have the, the poor skills and the, then the leads to the poor job with the poor pay and then there's no security. And then because of that, who's going to want to marry you? And then the marriage rate declines and it just sort of goes on and on and on. And it, it becomes truly depressing, mm -hmm. um, especially since it's it's right there. It's right there in your in your face, all our faces. And, and we're kind of, I think, sitting at times wondering and as I was reading through all of these, he, here you go. It, it gave it gave words. It, it described what I was feeling and thinking. And and now now I'm like, oh, I'm I'm dumbfounded. I'm not sure what to do with it. Right. Right. It's uh, it's losing sight of the greater good. Uh, and and it's uh, it's an individualistic society that it's is just almost you know I mean, we are too individualistic um and uh, i think you know freedom um I, I loved how he was just like you know we're not the only free country <laughs> mm, exactly and like again i think for a while it felt like we were you know it did it felt like we were the most free country um but we're not and there are other free countries that are doing freedom better than we are Mm -hmm. And there's there's more to freedom than just having the ability to make choices for yourself um, and to not have them dictated to you. Uh, there There's things like, you know, communal freedom and, um, you know, all sorts of the different kinds of freedom. And, and we we just lost sight. We lost sight of, of we lost sight of how good we had it and and became obsessed with the wrong kinds of freedom. And it's and it's been destructive. 
Yeah. Well, I think along with the expectations that you mentioned, um, and this is then in our main articles by is by Mark Manson, uh, the American dream is killing us. And he, he makes a reference to American exceptionalism. And so we had unlimited land and there was cheap labor labor and there was innovation and there were all these great things that anyone could be successful. You, you, when you went off and got educated that, that gave you a leg up and then you got a great job and all these positive things happened. Well, now there's no more land yeah. and we don't have cheap labor and you know, there are fewer jobs and on and on in the spiral backward it goes. And, and that is where it leads to, he, he talks about it indirectly then encourages people to um, kind of be mean to one another right. as, as you're referencing there, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, we're better, you know, the exceptionalism now turns into we're better than these other countries or these other people just because we're Americans. Right. It used to be, you know, I'm going to get mines and then you go ahead and you can get yours too. Um, and right. Instead, it's become, I don't, I don't think that you, you know, like now it's competitive. You have to get yours. And then it probably means that somebody else is not going to get theirs, you know, and yeah. it's become, um, you know, a, 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 about scare. It's a scarcity model. It's not, it's not a life of, of abundance anymore where, yeah. where everybody can gold rush and, you know, anybody can pick up and go and, and, and look and, you know, the ones that, that work harder, there's a little bit of luck involved, you know, there's all those kinds of things. Uh, but now it is, it is not that it, it, you got it. No. You have to be the best and chances are, you know, if you're the best, that means that somebody else is also not the best, like, you know, mm. um, and, and it used to be that way. It used to be, we can all work hard. We can all get, um, you know, to the top. Uh, and now it's, it's pretty clear uh, that competitive model has taken us over and it's been to our detriment rather than to, you know, as iron sharpens iron kind of thing. Now it's just, you know, I yeah. sharpened my iron so I can kill you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so someone does have to be put down in order for me to get to the top. We can't be co collaborative. We can't work together. I mean, is that, is that where we're at? You know, uh, I, I, I do this and there that forces you to do that. We can't be, we can't help each other up the mountain. I got to step on you so I can, I can get up there myself. Right. I mean, is that, is that where we're at? Well, look at what's happening in major league baseball right now. Um, you've got, you've got owners and players at odds with each other over, um, over money and power. And uh, you know, this is a game. This used to be called America's pastime. Um, you know, like it's, it's, they're not able to come to, an agreement in order to put a product on the field, which is what this whole thing is about. I mean, it's just, it's totally, you know, losing sight of what it is that they do and for who. Um, yeah. And, and I, you, you just don't see, um, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit more, I, a little bit more versed in what's, what's happening here. And I, I don't even want to try to explain it all, but um, you know, there's just, there's just no sense of, sacrifice um you know at least in terms of those that have the most which is in this term would be uh would be the owners um you know the players are obviously very very wealthy as well uh but a lot is being asked of them and it's it's just 
And then there's us. Then there's the fans who are watching this from the from the bleachers, basically being like, "Just play, please." <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Can you just Can throw you the just ball? Get on the field and play. Like we, we just want you to. We just want to see you. And and now you know there's some significant doubt whether that's going to happen. And yet it's like we kind of created this, right? Like we we were so obsessed with sports, and we kind of created this problem. Uh, we're, we're also culpable. Yeah. Uh, we didn't think it would get this bad, uh, certainly. Um, but you know, it's it, it, you can kind of see that in other areas too. The political, uh, the way the political landscape is now too. It's like, well, we we also kind of created that, you know, like, um, yeah. and and there's all these consequences now. Oh, it, it it's like a overdone movie theme in some ways where it started out we built this for good and now it's turned out and it's destroying yeah. it, it's it's dangerous because where it could have been motivating or bringing people together you know and then you get into melting pots and different things statue of liberty and symbols and whatnot and now it's it causes people to to think right. otherwise well, yeah and innovation um, i mean like yeah we wanted you to be innovative and now we were so, so innovative that now we're innovating ourselves out of work <laughs> you know yeah. we, we created yes. all this you know artificial intelligence that now can do it better than a human and it's like oh crap <laughs> yeah so so true and then that leads into all these things that actually i mean some of these articles were referring to the point of that it's leading to the drug mm-hmm. use and the drinking and the suicide because they cannot achieve it and, and the American dream causes people to believe that they will get it. They believe that people will get what they deserve. If you work hard, you will get this. And sometimes you work hard and you get yeah. nothing. There's there's a huge, there's a, another statistic about a huge number. I think 25% of college graduates don't have a job. You know, they have a degree, but they don't have a job. And this is pre-COVID and such, obviously. Um but and they're not even right. like looking for one. They wouldn't spend all that money, and they're in huge debt. And they're like, ah. <laughs> right. And 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 it's hard to like. It, it would be easy to just be like, oh, they're lazy and unmotivated. And yet, there's also that part where it's like, but what is there for them to fight for? Like, there's there's nothing yeah. there for them, you know. And so, it, and they. Yes, they didn't start out that way. I mean, you can sit here and look at it and it's probably one of us who have who have a job. You know, you look at it and go like, come on and go get a job. And and they've tried. Or this was another thing is that there are homeless people. 45% of homeless people have a job. I know, that blew me away. So you're yelling at you're yelling at them, go get a job. <laughs> and like, well, they they, they have yeah. one. <laughs> they, they just can't right. get a house. Yeah, they can't qualify for oh. this or that. They can't. Uh, yeah, the the whole system, the deck is stacked against them. And yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's not as easy as giving them a piece of advice and then they go and do it. And yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, or, or getting in the job interview or all there. There are just so many other variables, and especially since it's back to what you said, the competition. You know, hundreds of people. Uh, applying for one position and then it again it leads to all right i didn't even get the interview or i got one sometimes it feels like it's it's almost worse when you get to the end and then you get the call that says yeah you were great uh but we went with the other guy right sorry about that well and again we we can't talk about all this without talking about the role of privilege too and how um how that has gone unseen and unspoken of for years you know um you know i i remember thinking 
or hearing, I mean, I would hear this as a pastor. Oh, you're, you're a white male with a family. You're not going to have any problem getting jobs, you know? And it's like you, and it go, it kind of goes in one year and out the other until one day it goes in the ear and it stays there. And you're like, yeah, I'm privileged. You know, like I, I have the advantage um, and I, and I was born with it, you know, I was born with this skin color and I, I have the advantage. Uh, and, and it's yep. just, it's really hard when you hear the stories of those who don't have the advantage and just how difficult their life has been because of that. Um, and how yeah. helpless it feels, uh, to, you know, with their plight, um, both you know, them and us and yep. just being like, I, I can't. I can't change the color of my skin. I still want, you know, the best things for my, for my family and for myself. And, you know, you shouldn't be made to feel like I'm not going to have those things, but it's also like, but I'm also going to remember you and, and, and fight for, for your, your rights as well. Right. Yeah. And, and it is, you know, as you were mentioning, you know, going through your education and growing up, I mean, it's the, the source here is the belief system and, and that this is, this is who we are. And those are founded on this American dream, a lot of that. And so if we believe that, and then these things happen to us, well, that can't be, I'm an exception to that rule uh, that that this isn't how it's going to be. It it can't be the belief instead of reexamining the belief. And as you said that, wow, I got this because of a privilege or some, some connection or thing, not because of, um, you know, again, this hard work, I I keep going back to that because I've, I've always been a hard worker and that just needs to be, no matter what you work hard, that doesn't necessarily guarantee, I guess is what I'm saying. There, there are no guarantees here. And as, as kids now today, teenagers are growing up and starting to realize that it's tough because I want to be positive and encouraging to my own kids, you know? And, and, and when they say, no, that's not the way that it is, they're the ones who are accurate trying to convince them otherwise no, but then again, here we go down that spiraling piece. And, and so you don't want to sit there in front of your children and go, yeah, well, you're, you're kind of, <laughs> you're, you're in trouble, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah well, exactly. I think it's, it's a, it's a, so, it's a, a convert it's those conversations and the way you talk, talk about things and the way you, I think, um, address them with transparency and honesty. Uh, it's, it's getting them to be motivated differently. Um, and, and, it, you know, maybe it is tampering the expectations a little bit um, and, and saying, well, you know, maybe this is what you've been told or what you expect, but let me not set you straight, but let me also present the other side of this, you know. Yes, yes. I, I like that, Keith, a lot. You know, and, and Man- Manson ends his, his article with about we, we do have control over how we respond to it, you know, and you, you can be angry or scapegoating or um, being destructive or whatever. Um, but try to just pause and look at that perspective and continue to, this is where maybe you do go out and, and make those connections with other people. And instead of stepping on them, you know, you, you reach out that hand type of cliche and and you do move forward. And, and hopefully, you know, the United States can get together at least portions of it. Right. And, and then as you get, um, we, we were mentioning that at the beginning, you get your few people who then know more people. That was your great speech 
I mean, that's, that's inspiring to me, hopeful mm-hmm. to me that, that, that can be something that's good. And I think just to throw in a quick movie reference, I mean, that's Shawshank Redemption for those that uh, you of you that know that movie about having right. hope. And it can be seen as a dangerous thing or it can be seen as no, it, it is the thing and, and it can provide us with, with um, valuable yeah, lives. Just, so. Yeah, find that, find that core of you that can be grounded in something that's, again, just central to your convictions and then do what you can to live out of that um, with humility and grace. Well said, well said. Another episode of Godfather. We thank you for the gift of time and adding some value to the world with us. Uh, we we want you to be tuning in and we encourage your ears each and every episode that we bring to you. Godfather artwork is designed by Chuck Bennis. Our theme music is from The Godfather, composed by Nito Roto. With our transition music today was performed by Switchfoot. Our outro music today is now being performed by Simon and Garfunkel, called America. As Keith said, we create and distribute now through Anchor. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts or follow us on Facebook. And if we've added a little value to your life, subscribe, tell a friend. Join us again soon when we will be asking more questions, exploring further connections, and sharing reflections to add a little value to the world.